Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by special guest host, Sarah Stevens. Sarah, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Uh, it's a Sunday. The weather's yeah. nice. The baby's asleep. I can't complain too much. Killing it. Absolutely. And Sarah, for those who don't know you and haven't had an opportunity to hear you on the podcast, how would you rate your experience with the supernatural? Zero meaning you don't believe in it at all and 10 meaning ghosts are real and everywhere. Uh, I'm like between a two and a four. I fluctuate. I've never had any experiences that I am convinced are just supernatural. Um, I always try to like justify them in my head, but I, I, I want to believe. Yeah, well, that was kind of like me in high school. I think I was usually between a two and a four, and I wanted to believe, but it took I'm a little time to get there. I'm high school level. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and audience members, for you, first time getting here, Sarah, she's a comedian in Atlanta, a writer, producer, uh, and just an all-around cool creative who is curious about the supernatural as well. So here she is. And we have a very awesome guest today, somebody I'm excited to have on the podcast. It's Is it Mara or Mari? I don't want to mispronounce it, it now. That it's you're... Mari. Yeah. Okay. Mari the medium. Mari, um, I found on Instagram, she uh, follows our Real Hauntings account and uh, have been absolutely fascinated with getting her on the podcast after we chatted a little bit. So Mari, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, absolutely. Um, my name is Mari McRae. I, like I was telling Noah and Sarah earlier, it's kind of hard to define myself as far as saying, well, I'm a medium because it's, it's kind of like whatever the spirits and the, the things around me want me to be, I end up having to be. So I'm, I'm pleased as punch to be here and just wanting to talk about experiences and maybe shed some light on, on Noah and Sarah, maybe where they might think, well, hmm, maybe there is something to all this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when we started this whole podcast, uh, normally um, JJ and Kat would be here and they'll be back next week. So don't you guys worry. I would say the three of us were pretty skeptical. Uh, JJ, of course, being the most skeptic. Um, and then Kat and I being somewhere, you know, around a two or a three on that scale, JJ probably being a zero, honestly. And now we're all around that kind of five, six mark uh, from doing these episodes and just like hearing all these amazing guests share their stories. So I can't wait to hear what all you have experienced. So uh, Mari, when, when did all this start for you? When did you start having experiences with the supernatural? I started feeling different and seeing things at two or three. And I just, I mean, that was just the way it was. And I had my little world and, you know, you, you just go with it. And then you find more and more that you have nothing in common with others because these kind of things aren't happening to them. But you just kind of know that even though if you're really little. Put it this way, there was someone who I came to call in my own mind as tall man. He was white clothing type. And all I could see was just kind of like 
waist down, kind of like just mostly legs. And I've always felt watched over with this person. And then even when we moved from that house, I still felt like I was watched over by others. And I just, the people and beings around me all the time were comforting. And yeah, the older I got, the more I tried to substantiate it and overthink it, pick it apart. And it, now that I've gotten older, it's just more and more and more and more and more. Would you classify your experience with these beings as positive mostly? Absolutely. I, and this is something just here recently, and it started last February or March. Um, I had always, through my life, had had clear visions on who my main spirit guides were. And I had always had six or seven. And the main was, excuse me, the main one was a Mayan elder woman. And I couldn't really understand the language she would say throughout my life. But it's weird because I knew what she was saying, but I didn't understand the language. Well, earlier in the year, I was informed that, this is weird, this is really hard to explain, that I was not the Mayan elder woman's case anymore, that I was now with multidimensional beings that were looking over us starting because of the COVID and, and all this and all the distension all over the world. And I'm, I've been channeling great positive things from this person. And I've described her to other people that are into this, like on Instagram, and they're telling me they're having the same experiences. I mean, right down to just the way these people look and the way and it's odd. I mean, and that is definitely supernatural because I have tried, you know, meditating and picking this apart. But the more I pick it apart, the more things I see and the more things spontaneously are in my vision. So it's like I can't ignore it anymore. And when you have experiences that you can't ignore and they keep right in your face purposely and you're you're hearing these and it's it's not like a voice like a crazy person or a schizophrenic it's a it's like a memory that's talking if that makes sense mm. so i mean i what's happening to me lately evolving like this is is crazy but it's real and it's happening to me so i have to accept it <laughs> going back to when you were younger would you see physical apparitions or were these entities things that always kind of like spoke to you in your mind's eye? I would see them, but it's as if your eyes are open and you're dreaming. You know they're there. They're in your head. So when you look out upon your reality, you're seeing them. I guess like for most of us who haven't, either haven't had a lot of experiences or haven't had any experiences, we tend to turn to what we know from media, right? What we've seen in movies and TV shows yeah. um, or what we've heard people talk about in interviews to replicate some kind of experience for us. I think one of the great examples that people go to to try to understand or relate to people that describe experiences like this is the movie Sixth Sense. But it sounds like to me you're having more of kind of like a, the veil being lifted, so to speak, more so than like an apparition appearing in front of you and kind of taking you on a journey. Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, and I always get a kick out of those movies, and I love horror movies and scary movies, but yeah, it's it's such a whole different thing. It's it's almost like if somebody were to have an experience, they wouldn't really notice 
or wouldn't realize that they were because they're looking for that Hollywood effect. So were there any examples, you know, when you were kind of coming to terms with this, maybe not necessarily when you were two or three, but when you were maybe slightly older, um, any specific examples where these abilities impacted your life or someone else's and you were just, you know, you kind of had to accept like, okay, this isn't something I can ignore. This is something that I've got to kind of sort out. Yes. We moved around a lot. My dad worked for Lockheed Martin. So there was a lot of new schools for me and being a young, you know, little girl, it was just kind of really hard to, to branch out and make friends. So that forced me even you know, more inside of a like shy type person type thing. So there were people, of course, you know, there's bullies. There's always going to be bullies because you don't talk and you're shy. So when you get emotion is, okay, we're all vibrations. So emotions are going to be vibrations and tones and things as well. And it's going to affect, once you say something like a word, a word is, you know, spelling that's where you get spells from words are very powerful and if you're very sensitive like i am then words you know they cut through you like a knife so on the same thing if you're that you're that sensitive you're also going to be that powerful in your mind and when you send out negative vibrations and things begin breaking and shattering it's you have to learn how to handle that you have to um I'm getting off on probably on another vein here, but, but yeah, I, I had to come to terms towards later teens of separating the ego and separating the Gnostic person from me for the, for wanting to gain more knowledge and not, you know, use it for gaining whatever, like a boyfriend. Can you give us like maybe a, a specific example from that time where you were contacted by a, a supernatural being and, and it relayed maybe some information to you about you or about somebody else that affected you or that other person that you were kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this is real. This is, I, have, I have proof positive evidence here that, that you know, something is contacting me from the beyond and it, here it is affecting me or this other person. Um. I call them little imps and they like to run around the house and they're dark and they're black and you can see them out of the edge of your eye. But when you look on them full on, you don't normally see them. You can see them hopping like a frog sometimes. Um, and it's like, they're just looking for um, wrong vibrations to get into. So they have an excuse to go ahead and cause havoc. They, and this was a couple weeks ago. They, I think it's them but I had a crock pot on and I was cooking something and all of a sudden the, the lid just went boom, hit underneath the cupboards um, and went back down and there was no reason. There was absolutely no malfunction in, in, in the uh, product. There was nothing that would account for that. And the same evening after I said, you know, this is just dumb, you guys knock it off. And that evening I was doing the dishes and I had washed some knives and I dried my hands and turned around to leave. And then, boom, one of the knives came out of the silverware thing in the dish drainer, fell on the floor, and then spun around and pointed to me. And I just laughed. And I said, knock that shit off. Because that's what I normally say when things like that happen in the house. Things do things just to get your attention. And normally you'll find out what it is, but you have to react with whatever it is because, I mean, that's just not normal what happened. I, and believe you me, I'm such an overthinker. I have looked at it, diced it, 
10,000 different ways. There's no way that a knife or a spoon or anything can go fly straight up, go over, and then fall on the floor, spin around, and point at you. I mean, that's, that's like a parlor trick, and that's what I said out loud. And that's normally how I get, like, bad vibrations or n- negative entities out of a house is I will go through and I will feel that part and I will feel the, the childishness of whatever these things are doing and I will call them on it and it ceases. Now, I think you may have mentioned this before we, we got on the recording. You said that sometimes you may be walking behind somebody in a grocery store or be near people and you'll just get these yes. rushing thoughts that may be their thoughts or maybe some kind of forewarning about them. Do you have any examples of where that's happened uh, that you found interesting? I do. I, and, and mostly everywhere I've worked, I've worked in a lot of call centers. So there's a lot of vibes. There's a lot of people, a lot of high energy. And usually if I'm sitting by someone um, and it's been usually three out of four people, it's weird. It's like, it just steeps over and it just wants to go into my head and I will have this, overwhelming feeling to tell them, hey, you know, what happened in this one gal I was sitting next to? In my head, I saw a Christmas tree with old style tinsel on it, um, presents, and I saw her with her frowning mouth and really, really sadness came over me. And then I saw the numbers 1964 across the tree in my head And then I asked her about it and she started really getting upset. Like, how could you even know that that was an awful Christmas? And so I just kind of laid low after that. But I I tried it. When I get validation, at least I know that that's what I'm looking for. And this indeed, when it comes in this way and it feels this way, most likely it's validated. But it freaks some people out. And I totally get that. (laughs) Did she ever come back around? And she did. She did. You know, I, I walked her through, um, one of her reincarnations. She, I kept getting this, like an inside of a dark place and she's, uh, Indian heritage. So it was, it was ancestral. And I told her that the reasons that she's having such hard times in life was because she was so ostracized in an Indian, uh, encampment type place. And, because of what she felt and what she knew, they thought she was more evil than good. And when I told her that, her hands immediately started curling up and she started freaking out. She had to go into the restroom there at work. And I'm like, wow, we should be doing this after work. So I know you mentioned like the, you see kind of maybe like these shadow figures. We've heard a lot about shadow figures on our podcast and kind of how prevalent they can be. Do you see those very often? And is it usually kind of a negative experience you have with them? They, I have to pick up what I feel and they're mostly benign. But when there's distension in the family and there's been a lot of drama here in the last year, they multiply. And it's, it's odd. It's just little energy vortexes that are dark because they're so dense. If you're weak minded in the least, they can get into your head. And they can drive you crazy. Crazy meaning my, my, my feeling of what that would be is just distraught and depressed. And they have gotten into me and done that. Is it like other people's negative energies that are like making these things up? That's my theory, at least. 
because it's logical. Have you seen other apparitions other than the like small shadow energy figures or has have the rest primarily just kind of been in your mind's eye of, of what you've experienced? I've seen like at the house that I am now and I've been here 19 years, there's some sort of a energy vortex. That's what I call it because I really feel that's what it is. And it, it goes towards the second bathroom in my house. And normally, mostly every day, there's a line of people shuffling and I can only see them from the waist down. Sometimes I can get a face. Like if I sit on my bed in my room and I can see that hallway and I can see it going down and I don't ever feel threatened by them. It, it, it drove me nuts for years in this house and I'm just kind of okay with it now. It, I mean, it is what it is. I have nowhere to place it in my head other than it's some kind of a vortex. And these are people that did not go advance to be reborn again and they're just kind of just shuffling around it, it, it just they're just shuffling maybe once or twice a year there's like an evil face that kind of looks at me but i don't let it bother me and i don't give it fear because evil lives on fear and if you could keep fear from things you can actually communicate with things so it sounds like you believe in reincarnation what uh, what experience, I mean, I know you shared some with us, but what experiences have you had that ultimately led you to this belief? What really did it for me was about, probably about 15 years ago, I spontaneously in my head could see people in the clothing from the era that they last lived. And then I start sharing that at work with people. And a lot of what I would tell them made a lot of sense and it was comforting to them. So I just, I started thinking beyond that. And then myself, I started having experiences where I would see somebody somewhere, meeting somebody for the first time, and I would have a vision in my head, like a, like a real weird latent memory or something. Um, it would just like pop up and I would see them. And I would feel really close to that person because I had a prior relationship with them of some sort. And it's just, it's spontaneous. And a lot of times I do see it in the, in the full clothing. I mean, and that's just like really awesome. And when you say full clothing, so it would be like a, some kind of time period clothing? That... Yeah. Yeah. So like Noah's full body would just be like working at a speakeasy. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> but, I mean, I would guess that that would be a past life for you. A speakeasy? Well, yeah. you know, honestly, it's funny you say that, Sarah. My family uh, on my father's side, there's not a ton of us throughout the history in the U.S., but we are famous for being bootleggers when uh, it was illegal to have alcohol. So very, very odd oh. that that's where you went with <laughs> out of all the things in the world to pull from. That was what you pulled. It has nothing to do with how much I know you love alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's even a street where the majority of my family is from named after us because that was a famous bootlegging area that they used during that time period. Why they named the street after us, I do not know. But 
fascinating that you would pull from that. Wow. Maybe you have some cool. power, Sarah. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe so. You know, we've we've interviewed obviously a lot of people at this point, and a lot of the mediums we've talked to have described something similar to what you stated earlier, where you spoke to the person at your work. When you see these visions about people, is that usually how it comes in? Almost like it's like a TV reel or a movie reel where like these images flash, 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 and then there's information compounded with images, like like the data from the year or something? Because that's something we've heard before on yes. the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's like a memory, but it's not a memory. But if I likened it to something, it would be, you know, like if you were sitting here trying to remember last July or something, 4th of July, it, it, it would come up by itself. Like if you shook an eight, you know, those magic eight balls with the water in them, you shake them and it comes up. It's kind of like that. It just, I mean, I can be receptive to it and go with it after that, but it, it does it on its own. And so I, I'm still trying to figure out the purpose on that. And the purpose must be that I'm there to help that person. Right. Is there any um, example you could share with us where that happened and it had a huge impact on you or the person? I, let's see, it was probably 2007 or eight, probably 2008. I was talking with someone who was um, over in the UK, which distance is nothing because I can do readings on pictures so the distance wasn't anything, but I was walking him through a prior lifetime. And it just, it was scary to think about it at the time because it just was so easy to pick up these things from this person and walk him through what he needed to do to come to peace with himself. But it, it kind of went south because it got more intense and he wouldn't follow my instructions. So that, you know, it's not very good story to bring up. It's just, there's so many, there's so many things that I can access that are great things that have happened. I just, sometimes it's hard to remember some of the good stuff because it's, it's one of those, I'm so used to it that I don't pay attention to a lot of things. Can you share with us specifically what happened with that gentleman in the UK? He, he got really angry because I kept feeling a lot of rage and I had him, I said, you need to acknowledge this part. There was a lot of rage. It was like medieval. It was like blocks of cement around blocks of wood, blocks of things. There was oxen around. There was these people who were very stout and short and, and just, there's a lot of energy there. And I think he was being persecuted for something. And I couldn't get him to follow through. Gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly what I told him. Um, I'm curious, like for the ones that you say go negative, like the guy in the UK. Um, yeah. That something where like, if it does go negative for you, since, you know, a lot of it is uh, emotion and energy based, like, does that negatively impact you? You know, it is funny you asked that, Sarah. It did because I'm, I, I felt I could have done better with him. And he, it was on a Facebook. So it was, it was the message on the page. And it's weird because even to this day, because I remember it, I feel responsible. But yeah, there's very high energy, very high energy. Like, do you feel like it's something where you can't get rid of that person's energy until you help them? There's been a lot of times that has happened to me, yes. But that particular person, 
I had to just give it up because they were so negative about a lot of things. They were talking nonsensical, like I was from hell or, you know, that kind of thing where just downgrading your character. And I just had to block him. So that was kind of, kind of a bust. But mostly I would say I usually have a good hundred percent because I follow up with the people and it's usually face-to-face people. I have better interaction with walking them through an old emotional scar from a previous life. And I've, I've just now started getting back into looking at videos of couples and having the visions come to light on what is going on between these people. Is there something that's a previous life that is keeping them apart? Old scars, old wounds that haven't been dealt with. So they're still there and they're compounded each century over and over and over. That's, that's a new venture I'm getting into it. So do you feel like, because I, this is something I, I do, but there are certain people that I've met in my life that within seconds, it's like, I'll pick up on something with them and I'll know like, this person's going to be important in my life for some reason. I may not exactly know yeah. why, um, yeah. but it, it tends to come to fruition. So is it your belief that that's happening because of some past life experience between those two people? Yes. And sure. it's, it's the knowing. It's just that knowing. Yeah. I mean, you don't pay attention to it. You just know you know. So Sarah, maybe we knew each other in, in a past life. We created it. <laughs> it is speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to knock on the door. You have the I always knew the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were the muscle at the speakeasy. Oh, that would actually make more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's a very like fun, romantic view of, of why people are good or bad together. I mean, it's, it, it would be nice to be able to believe that history is important, you know, and, and kind of ripples through time, I guess. Yeah. Although that's also kind of a scary proposition, because then it's like you kind of get into like some predestined stuff. Um, like you're passing down. Yeah, like some very Presbyterian vibes of... Uh, you know, we, we have less control than I guess we may think we have in our lives. But the control is to always seek knowledge, always, always have positive thoughts. We're here to help everyone else because we're all the same. And that was what the being, when I finally met her, she has been watching over me for my whole life. Now, the, and you, it, you brought, you brought up this being before, and I'm glad you went back to that because that is something I wanted to circle back to. So can you, for, can you give us some examples where this being has affected you positively? Has there been specific things where they've been like, don't do this on this day or something negative will happen? Or how, what is that relationship like um, that you, you know, you're describing as being impactful and watching over? How have they watched over you? I access her at night usually because she is in a ufo and there's so many in the sky you just have to know what to look for she is only reiterating that everybody is one that love will raise the vibrations love is the highest vibration negative and hate is the lowest vibration and if we can all feel positive and love, that's what keeps the earth in alignment because the earth is nothing but crystal grids. 
And right now, there's a lot of uh, downloads being beamed from energy towards Earth. And a lot of things have gotten better. And it actually started with the pandemic because it's, it's kind of just all tied in. As far as like daily, sometimes I'll say, well, I don't believe you. I'm feeling very lost. I can't go on and give my transmissions and post them. And because I haven't had any visions for a while. So how do I know I'm just not crazy? And so normally it takes about a day or two. And then I see her again in my head and she comforts me, just looking at me, just staring at me. Her mouth never moves, but I know what she's saying. And she's very comforting. In fact, when I could not sleep one night because I've always got things on my mind, I don't sleep but about three or four hours a night because there's constantly things on my mind and like several tabs open at once. <laughs> um, and she appeared in my head and this is weird. I mean, yes, it is weird. I think it's weird, but I saw her tilt her head and she opened her mouth really wide and through the mouth and through the long part of the back of her head, because it was a long head, was another hole and the loud tone that came through that lulled me into such a passive, relaxed, comforting sleep that I, I had slept better that night than I ever did. And so I was fine for a while on that because I cannot explain that away. I can talk to other folks and have them say that they've had similar experiences. So then I don't feel so crazy. <laughs> Did, did it feel almost like a meditation type of? It did. It did. It was a tone. It was a tone that I knew that if I heard it again, I could find it, but I don't think that I could reproduce it. It, it just, yeah. you know, it just was a tone that soothes the human brain. Huh. So I recently learned that Sarah believes in aliens. So Mari, what would you say to Sarah as somebody who wants to believe that there are aliens out there? It sounds like, Sarah, that you're open to it. I mean, and that's, you know, Oh, I'm convinced thing. of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, Sarah, I mean, there this, are other planets and universes, so it's kind of oh, silly yeah. right, that there aren't. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up, Noah, because I did have a question about the UFO. Because uh, in my mind, like, a, the UFO is like a physical, tangible thing. So is it in your mind, like, is this an actual UFO that she is in? Like a physical, you like? Yeah, when I stare, she's on the right side always. And then there was two others on the left because I was doubting her. And I didn't want to ask for like tricks and feel weird that way. But after I got both of those and I stared and I thought, okay, I see it blinking at me. It's not moving. It's a light. It's where it has always been. It's not moving at all. But when I'm asking it to blink, it did. And then there was another one. And, and so like, I'm feeling like giddy, you know, just like, wow. Didn't you say that you spoke uh, to other mediums or people that were gifted on Instagram that had experienced yes. the same being? Yes. And then that's when I thought, Okay, and I, I can never describe, describe the feeling that I felt in speaking to others and coming forward and asking what their, their experiences were like and have mine closely 
match that is crazy. I mean, you feel so exhilarated. It's like, wow, you're the only one on earth and you feel this. What would you describe that this being looks like? Like if you had to compare it to a reference that uh, those of us who haven't seen it could kind of understand, how would you describe it? She said she comes as something that's recognizable in a human form. And I, she closely resembles what I thought from seeing on Instagram and different pictures and the research that I've done. She closely uh, looks like a Pleiadian. She's, she's very, I want to say nurturing too. She's, I don't know. I, I feel so much from this person because she'll look at me straight in the face. It takes up all my memory inside my head. Her whole face is in there and she'll say, you are me, I am you. And then when I heard that on somebody else's um, uh, Instagram on IG, either uh, the video, it just really hit home. I thought, my God, this is what she said to me. <laughs> and Sarah, why don't you explain to our audience what a Pleiadian is? I'll wait for you real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a, I definitely have um, a vision <laughs> of what it is in my mind. <laughs> Uh, but it's, you know, it's hard to describe. <laughs> Mari, can you explain to us what a Pleiadian is in case we don't um, know? Pleiadian, um, supposedly they have pale blue skin, um, large eyes, amber colored, and that's kind of what the color my eyes are. She still is like a pale greenish, yellowish kind of a color to her skin, which I guess... I don't need to pick that apart, but I guess there's different everything. But she seems to be the main person, and I can see head and shoulders and feet and things bustling around her while she's at a main type of a part place, or she's imaging that to me because she wants me to know that. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Have you gotten any feelings or vibrations about Sarah and I during this podcast episode? I think Sarah wants to put some more things in that she was hesitant of saying. Am I right? Uh, I definitely had like opinions formulating <laughs> that maybe weren't expressed. <laughs> I, I knew that. <laughs> I see that there's like this little tiny tornado starting to gain momentum. <laughs> All these thoughts and brainstorming. And I keep seeing Illinois for some reason, the word written on you, Noah. I don't know what Illinois has to do. I don't know anybody in Illinois. I've never been to Illinois. I've been to a lot of states, but not Illinois. Hmm. I don't even know if you're supposed to say the S at the end. Is it Illinois or Illinois? That's a great <laughs> question. I don't know either. <laughs> I think it's Illinois. But Illinois, Illinois. Being from the South, I tend to add S's to things anyway. So I, I would probably just say And Illinois. take R's out of certain words. Okay, collaborate. <laughs> oh, my dad used to say, go wash your hair. I mean, where do you get the R from there? I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> That's a, that's a, I'm from Maryland, and that's how some Marylanders speak. Oh, really? Because my dad grew up in uh, Iowa. Oh, interesting. I think it's like a, it's, it's easier, even though it's an extra letter. I think it's like more comfortable to throw in R's. Maybe that's it. It's just that down home while you're talking. I get to do that, you know. It, <laughs> it just kind of feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I would definitely describe Sarah as a tiny tornado that's starting to build. So I think that's a great, a great that's reference funny. for her. <laughs> She'll forever be known as TT. 
tiny t- tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sure will. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mari, we certainly appreciate you joining us and sharing your story Thank with us you. and our audience. Um, is there any last parting words you'd like to share with our audience or anything you'd like to plug before we get you out um, of here? Hey, I'm just me. If anybody can take away something that's positive from this, this, you know, listening to us all, I mean, that's great. That's more than I can even imagine that would be super. And would you like to share your Instagram with our audience? Yeah, I'm on medium under, un, under slash. There's no such thing. I make up words too. Underscore empath underscore Mari, M-A-R-I on Instagram. Thank you so much, both of you, for for being here and allowing me to go ahead and be all over the board and talk about things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, keep us updated on the yeah. adventures as they come and, you know, any other cool, creepy, fun you know, enlightenments that you get that you are willing and want to share, make sure to shoot us a DM and, and, and let us know what's I going will, on in your life. Because, because, hey, we haven't even talked about dolls yet. <laughs> Wait, all right. I can't what? get you out on that. What do you, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, items are items, but it seems like dolls seem to be the most talked about lately. But yes, energies do attach themselves to things. Are you like, you mean like Chucky version of dolls, like coming to life? No, just the feel. I mean, there's, there's contented spirits that just have been in a doll because a a child grew up holding onto that doll and, and gosh, you know, that was part of them. They're going to seep into that. All their vibrations, their life energy, their, their God, even their DNA cells wiped all over the doll. That doll is going to be them. So you've got those kind of dolls that are benign, that are fine, that you feel comforting having them around. You do have the other dolls that if you, I, I can look at some and, and see the past conflict that whoever had that doll, what, what it kind of was, and I don't like the doll after that, is whatever I can see into my head, I have to go with that's really what's going on because it's so affecting me. It, sometimes it makes me vomit. So you think like the doll, then wherever it ends up is like putting negative energy into where like, say it ends up in like a kid's room or, or even anyone's house. It's like putting that negative energy into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Think of the, think of a little kid and God forbid, you know, but it does happen, you know, being abused and things and have, only having that little doll to hold in love and all the energy and all the feeling in that little life of that child in that that doll you know the little cloth doll you know it's just energy she's imprinted it or he you know either one imprinted in there and then the next person that comes along can either feel that energy or not or if it's a bad energy and they're not feeling it all of a sudden everything's going wrong they don't know what's going on and it takes somebody to come in i guess and see something that's been purchased where it shouldn't have been purchased whether it's a doll or uh, you know, article of clothing, a wig, you know, whatever it is. And, but and yeah, were, definitely. You were saying that you've had visions so strong from a doll, it's made you throw up? Oh, yeah. Can you tell well, us about um, about that experience? There was a doll, I follow, I think, I can't remember her name, Panda something, I think. She deals with, she goes to estate sales and 
thrift stores and finds dolls and she waits till she has feeling about them. And most of them I'll look over and I'll I kind of feel one way or the other. And then I guess it was about a week ago. My gosh, I don't know what it was. The doll was pretty, but there was something from that doll that the woman on Instagram hadn't even picked up yet. She hadn't had a chance to really get get into her find of what she had gotten. Because I guess she got a couple that time. But I said, this one is definitely from somebody who had been abused is what I had felt. And it made me just sick to my stomach. And I went into the bathroom and I gagged. And I told her about it. And she's like, hmm, I'm going to have to find out about this one. <laughs> Places will make me get sick. But it, it's that emotion that's hitting me hard. So safe to say you're an empath? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a gnat is thinking flying 10 miles away. <laughs> it's not always fun, but hey. <laughs> well, and before, I, I know we've had you for a while, so I want to get you out of here. But before we get you out of here, so with these dolls, because I, I do think that's something our audience would be interested in. Do you see the experiences of the child or is it merely yes. just like, okay, I didn't know if it was that or just like a rush of, of emotion. So are you able you, to free the, free these, you know, the, the, the remnants of these people from the doll or do they stay attached or how does that work? I haven't tried that yet on any type of an attachment. Um, it's, it's exciting. I would love to. And now that I've got the time to do these things, I don't want to do everything at once because I have a ancestral uh, castle in Scotland that I somehow or another, damn it, I'm going to get over there and I'm going to go in there. And I just like, oh, I mean, it, it, it's all feelings. It's all vibrations. All life is, is that if I can tell anybody, I mean, if but I mean, logically, you know, getting back to the dolls, if you're so upset and you're hanging on to something for your little life, whether you've expired in that little life or you've gone on to other things, that item you have is going to be part of you, bad or good. And, and other than the, have you uh, had those experiences while physically holding a doll or is it typically through like pictures and stuff? Yeah, I, I love going into antique stores and looking around at things, things that had been personal with people like jewelry and especially dolls. And have you had anyone verify the experiences you've had where like you, you hold something and you say X, Y, Z happened and then they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is what happened. That's weird. You brought to mind a, a uh, memory that I hadn't thought of in a while. That's that's kind of crazy. I um, I had seen a um, uh, what? She was just counselor for a while. I was going through a rough patch, and I didn't have the money for the copay each time. And she was so interested in the things that I had to say about the supernatural that she said, "Okay, if I give you some bracelets and some necklaces." And then I'll throw in some I know about, and then you can tell me about these other things. Then you can come each time, and then I won't charge you that copay. Well, gall, <laughs> I was able to do it, and then I kept going to her for a couple of more times. Oh, probably about six times, I guess, and that was about it. But that was fun. And so you were you were given these items, and then you would tell her something, and then she would verify yeah. that that is correct. Is is there anything from? I mean, obviously, don't mention her name or anything. But is there anything? Can you kind of walk us through one of those experiences that she verified? Some of the people were still alive, 
and I was right on that count. Um, and where they had fiddled with, there was like a broken necklace and I was getting visions on this woman fiddling with it in, in times of worry, I guess, and then just kind of sticking it back in the drawer. That one was true. Um, and then she threw in, I guess, a, a piece of jewelry, like a pin, a brooch pin that she had, that she knew about it. And I, I, I didn't get much on that. And then there was something that kind of made my throat feel funny. And it's kind of that starting of a sickness feeling. And that person had died of cancer. Wow. Well, it certainly seems like you have taken on a lot and you experience a lot. So we, we are very thankful for you coming on and sharing that with us and giving us all something to kind of think about and ponder. You know, the, yeah. the, the basis of our podcast is that we are skeptics that want to believe, curious to kind of see uh, what our audience and other hosts think about this episode. Because I, I mean, I think you would state as much, you know, this episode is probably a little farther out there than what we normally hear. It's a little more abstract. Cool. Um, and kind of, uh, <laughs> big. Uh, so it was very interesting to hear your stories and your experiences. But, uh, you know, you keep doing you and uh, Tiny Tornado and Noah certainly <laughs> appreciate you coming on uh, and sharing those experiences. And like I said, keep us updated. Let us know. Oh, and um, yeah. there's any, you know, any... I mean, that's, that is cool, though, to think, okay, I'm going to keep Noah updated and Sarah updated. So and that that's another way for people to be updated too. I mean, the experiences I'm, I'm going full board now. I'm doing everything full time and I seek knowledge and I'm going to go as far as I can with it. But yeah, I, I would love to come back and talk about other things going further. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you on and you have a great rest of uh, your weekend. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. Bye. 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 Well, that was different. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sarah, this may be the first. Uh, you, you've recorded a couple episodes with us at this point, um, but we're going to kind of release these out um, from time to time. This may be the first one we put out to the audience. And this one was very different. You know, I would say the other ones you came on were kind of very straightforward. This was my supernatural experience. I saw this ghost, you know, that kind of thing. Mari, at least my experience with that was a lot more abstract. I don't know if I necessarily believe in uh, aliens and UFOs. I understand logically how somebody could get there. I did find it fascinating her version of that as it there being kind of like this godlike being watching over us what, what was your experience with that yeah that one was interesting to me because i know in the beginning she was saying like a lot of the things she sees but they're not necessarily like physical things it's not the like your example of like the sixth sense kid seeing people so i was interested when she said ufo because ufo to me is something tangible that other people can see so it, it's definitely a different idea of, of aliens than I have. You don't see Platians when you see aliens? Well, you know, and the description she gave was pretty much what I had in my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't know what Platians were. Me. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm well-versed on, like, alien lingo. I just right. think that, you know, with all of the different planets and universes out there, 
to say that there's no other life forms is a little silly. Yeah, it does feel like a, a small-minded view of the world. I, I guess it's just like my thing, which makes me a little hypocritical that I'm more willing to believe in ghosts than aliens, but it's, but, but it's like, where why hasn't anybody captured an alien? Like why? I mean, maybe they have, maybe there is some big conspiracy. Well, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I thought about that before too, but I think part of that is like, we're just so self obsessed. Like why would aliens care about us? Like we do such silly insignificant things on this. Like host a podcast about people seeing. Yeah. So why like aliens are like, well, they're not doing anything. Let's move on to another planet with more, you know, intelligent life form. Well, here's my thing with aliens and just look at like how humans work. Right. So on earth, there are other intelligent beings other than humans. Right. So like we have dolphins, which we know are very smart. They have their own language. They're, I think one of the, only other species that we know of that have sex just for pleasure. Like there's these, these kind of human esque things that they have about them. And what do we do? We stick them in aquariums and make them eek, eek, eek for fish. And like, you know, people on their honeymoons, like ride their backs, you know? I mean, so it's like, if, if that's how we treat other, you know, somewhat evolved things right i mean they're not they're not humans but they're also not like squirrels you know not to diminish squirrels but i mean you know what i'm saying like so yeah. how are how are one how would aliens view our treatment of others if they are this kinder more enlightening uh enlightened 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 uh beings they would probably frown on how we do that or flip side, if they are more like us, are they going to put us in aquariums? Am I going to be eek, eek, eeking for, you know, a hamburger to entertain some alien on their honeymoon? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, I think my opinion is more so like that they're just not interested in us. <laughs> and I don't blame them. I, I mean, I'm just like, we're not that interesting as a collective. To well, okay. from a, from okay. a <laughs> this is where you and I, as, as similar as we are in a lot of ways, this is where you and I tend to kind of uh, differ, I guess, or differentiate is I find people in general very interesting. I find the human psyche very interesting. I find the reason that people make even small decisions fascinating, whereas I think you're just like, meh. <laughs> person <laughs> but I think I it's more like I just think everyone has their issues and their reasons and their problems which makes us all the same so mm -hmm. it's not I'm not like as fascinated in like if you're mean to me you know then in my mind I'm like you're just mean to me or if you're nice to me then in my mind I'm like you're just nice to me and like I know that both of those have context beyond that but if I if I tried to analyze every single person's action i would be you and i would okay. spend my days <laughs> well look i think I figure I, out people and make a podcast so that i could figure <laughs> out people outside of my friend group i think i am very interested in the why versus the what and i think you're more accepting of the what and less interested of the why would you say that's fair i mean i'm very interested in the why here okay what i'll actually say is like i think and I think we're similar in this way too of like, and Mari's similar too with like the empathy side of things. Like I, I can get very lost in like why someone is doing something Yeah. It, to the point where it might actually like be a little debilitating. So like, 
in order to keep going on with my day and existing in the ways that I need to exist, sometimes it has to just kind of be like, all right, what were the actions sure. of that person? No, I, I think that's, that makes sense. Yeah. She, um, it's an interesting episode. It wasn't what I expected just based on my previous talkings to her. I kind of thought it was going to be a more of a straightforward medium episode, which we've had before, which maybe it's good that it wasn't. It'll give our audience, it, it certainly will give our audience something a little different to chew on. I don't know, you, you know, her version of reality and what she goes through. I don't know if that's something necessarily I would want. It seems I know she tried to phrase a lot of things in a positive light and maybe it has been positive for her. But to me, I mean, it stressed me out just kind of hearing about everything she's taking on on what seems like a daily basis. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Like, it seems like she's got a lot of like energies and things going flowing in and out of her. But I think one really beautiful thing that she said was about like how you, the starting point is to learn how to silence your mind. Because um, I think especially with, the pandemic going on, a lot of us are in much lonelier situations than we usually are, but I don't think, you know, for me personally, when I'm lonely, my mind is not silenced. <laughs> my mind is maybe Racing. louder than, yeah, than it usually is. And so I think I just hearing her say that was a nice reminder of like, yeah, you need to learn to silence your mind. And that gave me some comfort knowing that she had that ability Yeah, that, and, you know, when things got really crazy, she could do that. Wouldn't you love to see the HR report from her old job where the person's complaining? They're like, I don't know. She, she, she somehow knew about this bad Christmas I had in 1964. Yeah. Who knows that? Now I'm in the bathroom crying. And I also had to hear about how I had this awful past life. <laughs> Ancestor. My ancestors rejected me in a past life. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have any connection to Illinois? I, you know, I've been racking my brain on that. Okay, so I mean, this is like if we're gonna go down that path, Just right? Stretch it out like yeah. some taffy. If, if yeah, if we're going down a, a taffy path, it's interesting that you brought up the speakeasy thing, right? It's interesting that my family does have some history, you know, in that world. So if if you're gonna walk down that path, mm -hmm. Illinois would make a lot of sense because Chicago was a main hub for that, right? Mm -hmm. For the for uh, bootlegging and running alcohol. So that's the only thing I could think of. I'm, I'm not from the Midwest. Um, I've only been to Illinois once in my life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll end up creating something there. I mean, that's certainly a comedy hub and, you know, yeah. a place I would love to create and, and work in. But as far as a direct connection, I couldn't think of any. I thought the better connection was you being a tiny tornado. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I did, I appreciated her, you know, input. Um, I do think a couple of times she probably saw me start to speak and then stop. Yeah. Uh, well, that was but, an interesting episode to add input. You know, I, I spent most of that episode trying to kind of nail her down on because because what I want our audience to have is kind of uh, with a guest like that is kind of a buffet of experiences. Mm -hmm. And, and I think she gave us a lot of experiences from kind of a first person point of view of like, mentally for her what that was like, which is great. And it's good to have uh, that point of view. But I think for the audience, it's good, for, or at least for what I want to deliver as a host, I want to 
have things a little more tangible where it's, you know, like the story from her work where she saw some kind of message about a bad Christmas somebody had. Like, yeah. like you know, her experience with the guy online who she tried to talk to him about a negative experience and it sounds like it may have sent him on a bit of uh, a deep end, you know, and, and yeah, just... I mean Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, he certainly confirmed she was like, I'm sensing rage. And then it sounds like he raged. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, who knows? I mean, that's, yeah, I, you know, obviously we don't know what happened there, but yeah, I was, I wanted like, uh, you know, the dark nymph thing is interesting. I haven't really heard of that before. And then we kind of got into the doll thing late, uh, which you know, that was fascinating as well. I, I see that stuff pop up on my Instagram feed for the podcast when I'm, I'm doing stuff on there. And, and to me, that's just like a very classic tropey horror thing. I've never really put much thought in it other than, Oh, that doll looks creepy. It's kind of easy to market that as like, here's yeah. a haunted toy or whatever, you know, beware whatever toys you're going to pass down to your kid. So, I mean, for you hearing as a skeptic, I would say you're kind of in line with more of like a JJ hearing an episode like that, you know, being a part of that, hearing Mari speak on her experiences, how did that make you feel? Was, you know, what, what was kind of your journey during that episode? Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway from her was, you know, that she feels a lot. Um, and I, I do believe, you know, when people walk into a room and they're flustered or really happy or really angry or really sad, I mean, I, you know, everyone can feel that energy. And I think, she has like an extreme sensitivity to it to the point where, you know, it makes sense that in order for her to organize those thoughts and feelings, like it sort of portrays itself as something else. Um, I wouldn't say I was like swayed into believing more or less. I mean, I don't, you know, um, I just think my takeaway was just that, you know, that she just really felt energy and feelings and could read people, people's emotions and like, state of being well yeah some yeah i had a similar thought i mean i think my favorite thing about the episode was this idea of past lives not so much that negative things could happen to you in a past life and affect your current life because that's kind of a bummer but the idea that you can meet somebody and feel an instant connection to them and because it's because maybe you two knew each other in a past life like that's kind of a fun thought yeah, that's a, I get why you would like that thought. You're, you're, you're a hopeless romantic. You like to think that things are like there for a reason and there's meaning behind connections. As somebody who has to read my writings, I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'll take your word on that. I don't know. I mean, I, that's got to be the most woo-woo episode we've ever had, but I can't deny that my personal experience, I do, you know, I, I've described before on the podcast, the first time I met Andy, something told me I'm going to work with this person. And I didn't even, um, you know, I, I didn't write then. I didn't act then. I, I didn't do, I don't think I did improv then. Mm -hmm. um, but something told me, you know, I'm going to work with this person. Now, maybe I was just very inspired because here's another young person who was creating things on a, 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 a big scale, right? Maybe that just inspired me. But I, I'd argue that you always knew you wanted to do those things, even though you weren't doing them at the time. Yeah, probably so. But I mean, I still had that thought, you know, within knowing him for an hour. Um, when I saw you perform for the first time, I knew that you were somebody I wanted to work with. But I mean, again, it's like, 
Is that just because I'm impressed by people's abilities and and it's normal for somebody to want to work with talented people in a field they want to work with? Or is there some greater psyche out there that pushes us in a direction to have more positive outcomes? I don't know. I mean, look, if I have to be the bouncer at your speakeasy, like I'll accept that role. Yeah, that's something you would totally dig. You would love to bust some kneecaps and push push people in line for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, from Tiny Tornado, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Sarah Stevens. <laughs> AKA the Tiny Tornado. Woo! Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I got thrown off by the nickname. <laughs>